Hi, welcome to the July issue of the Money Trainers podcast. Welcome, hello. How's it going? Uh, let me know. Um, drop us a comment in email. Uh, hello at moneytrainers.co.uk. Let me know. Let me know what's going on in your life. Let's have a chat. So, uh, a couple of things I want to talk about in today's podcast. Um, one about pensions. And the second thing I want to talk about is this whole thing about where we are in terms of our money and our mindset. And so um, let's start with the most boring subject. I don't particularly find them boring, but most of my customers and clients find them boring because they don't understand what they are and how they work. But the Chancellor made a statement, now called the Mansion House statement or the Mansion House speech, which is, uh, looking like it's going to end up as a as a change to our pension investment option rules. Well, that was a bit wordy, wasn't it? And what we're seeing here, what's being rolled out, is the opportunity for those of us that have pension investments to be able to earmark or to invest at least part of your fund into um, this thing called private equity. Now. There is, there is good money to be made in private equity, but it's also high risk. High risk, high reward. That's the idea. However, the reality is most private equity tends to be uh, loss-making, uh, and that's the reason why the returns are so great, because you might get 1 in 20 or 1 in 30 investment that pays off big time, but the rest of the investments uh, fall to zero. Does it make money? Yes, of course it makes money. The question I have, and this is what was uh, going to be rolled out in the, uh, the uh, these pension changes based on the mansion house changes or rules, is that um, uh, uh, most of the pension industry or the large players in the pension industry have agreed with the Chancellor, uh, uh, Mr Hunt, that um, uh, they're going to take at least 5% of their invested pension pot, which is invested on your behalf. It's your money, isn't there? And they are going to start to invest that into private equity in the hope that the returns you'll be getting um, on your invested pot will be greater than you would have done normally. Fine, I don't have any major issue with that, except the mandatory bit of it, because you're being asked to invest into something that you really don't understand. More importantly, the charges on private equity uh, type arrangements are always higher than you would find from a normal managed fund. And the most important thing about pensions and managing pensions long term, the thing that has the biggest impact is, of course, charges. And so I have a real issue with that in terms of providing advice and guidance and help for people that have got pension contracts and pension investments is that uh, I've always said that charges are the only thing that you can control and you should be very, very careful about how much you pay in a pension charge because that's the thing that's likely to have the biggest impact. And here we have the Chancellor uh, forcing, uh, by rule changes, uh, for you to invest in this uh, esoteric and potentially very high-risk investment contract, which may or may not produce a better return. Evidence is with these funds that they, they um, uh, tend not to produce the return to expect. The kind of people that invest in them 
are are very wealthy individuals uh, that that can afford the losses, um, and they tend to use carefully managed portfolios with people that are highly experienced, the private equity managers. These are very often the large banks, and um, they are known to have problems and have very high charges. So uh, the issue I have with the, these chances reporting is something that you, I think, should be very careful of if you're thinking about moving all or part of your pension fund to one of these private equity arrangements is that they are incredibly high risk. Um, akin to, you know, walking into the bookmakers and having a bet on a horse race or a, a greyhound race on a Friday afternoon after you've had a couple of pints in the pub. I really do think that, that is, this is, you know, this is... Uh, on casino investments for most people so so just keep an eye on that and, and be, be careful and, and then any correspondence you get from your pension fund manager about uh, when, when they're making these changes and and be uh, stupidly careful about whether or not you think you should be getting involved with those uh, type of investments either uh, immediately or in the short term future the second thing I want to talk about is um, is uh, is more more mindset stuff, but particularly as it relates to money, because one of the things we've seen over the last couple of years, the investment market's on a bit of a roll, and um, certainly the American markets, uh, despite the economic turmoils and the political situation, not only in America but across the world, the stock markets have continued to perform pretty pretty well, and. One of the one of the big issues I have, when particularly when talking to clients and and doing workshops, is that this whole issue about time. And we know full well that time is linear. And we also know full well that those people that stay invested in the marketplace are those people that tend to do better. So making an investment when you're in your twenties and thirties and not touching that investment until you're fifty or sixty. A long period of time actually starts to make some sense if you start to look at investment returns. Problem, of course, is people see the see the news and they look at you know the reports on the news at ten to say you know stock markets are down, um, economic uncertainty, and company profits down, and so they they disinvest. They decide to pull their money out and hold it in cash, and of course they hope that they're going to reinvest at some point in the future. And the reality is that it's never the case. Very rarely do does anybody get the market timing right, and also the pundits, the newspaper money people, the the, um, the 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 news feeds all talk about you know investing uh, investment markets today, last week, what's happened? Markets are down, markets are up, and the reality is for investors, we're looking at ten or fifteen or twenty or thirty years or geological time. You know, we're just a mere blip on this geological time frame. And so, uh, and we know full well that the, 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 the world economic and political um, situation changes every 80 to 100 years. There is a shift, a fundamental shift. And we're in one of those fundamental shifts now with technology and artificial intelligence starting to cause a bit of a change in, in how everything works. And then... You know, the last the generation before us had, you know, big chunks of war uh, in the middle of their lifetime. So the popular, the, 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 uh, the, the, the generation before it would have had, you know, um, 
childhood illnesses which killed hundreds and Victorian times, Edwardian Victorian times. These are the things that happened in the, and these aren't far back. But in terms of making investment returns, having that longer time frame, ignoring the movements in the market over the over the day or the month, which is what the pundits want you to think about. They want you to buy into this market volatility. But over the long term, the markets aren't volatile at all. They the, the returns smooth out. And so you need to be looking at these things like our lives in geological time. You know, what happened yesterday, what happened last last week, what happened like 10 years ago, the career decisions you made are gone. They're at the other end of the tunnel. We're now coming into the light at the right end of the tunnel because we've moved forward. So everything is different. And we need to be making decisions based on what's in front of us and what we think the future's going to be. And this is really interesting when you start to mull that over in relation to your investment planning. You know, we're we're coming out of the end of one tunnel and perhaps going to a nice bit of open, open ground on the other side of the mountain. We need to be looking at what the options are there. You know, we've got wheat fields on our left, if we've got barley fields on our right, if we've got, you know, that could be artificial intelligence on the left, it could be technology on the right. You know, where should we be investing in order to take advantage of that? Where do we need to be positioning ourselves both physically and mentally? And this is a whole thing about, this is all over the place, this this this, this podcast today. Just on this point about about making decisions looking looking forward. So, so when you get to your 60s and 70s and um, your joints are starting to play up and you've got all sorts of autoimmune disorders like arthritis or rheumatism or whatever else is going on with you, these are, these are NCDs, non-communicable diseases. These are diseases that we all get as a human species which are, are caused by our own systems. They're caused by us getting old. Many of these NCDs are avoidable. So what we need to be doing in order to avoid having the arthritis at age 70, we need to be making sure we're exercising in our 60s and 50s. We need to be making sure that our diet is right in our 40s and 50s and 60s in order to avoid the problems we get in our 70s. If we're smoking, if we're drinking too much, these are, these are, so, so when you're in your 40s and you're looking at the end of the tunnel, what tunnel I just mentioned, at the end of the tunnel, it could well be arthritis, immune diseases, it could be um, all sorts of things, as well as being old, um, that's going to be causing you problems. But you have you can prevent that before you leave the tunnel. You can start to manage that way before you get to the end. And so this is one of the things that one of the things I took about the workshops is this issue about you know planning planning forward. We cannot change the past. Your lack of investment returns, your lack of savings, your 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 poor diet behind you. That's at the other end of the tunnel. We're now considerably further forward. So we can ignore what's gone on behind. We know what we need to do because the information we need is out there, not necessarily the knowledge. So from your point of view, looking at um, being at the end of the tunnel and looking at what's in front of you means you'll be making different lifestyle choices. It also means you're making different investment decisions, perhaps better investment decisions, perhaps investing for the longer term rather than the shorter term. And there's, a, there's an old line that, uh, and I can't remember about it, it's, it's from an investment book, I think, originally, which said that uh, 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 every time someone invests for the long term, God laughs or an angel cries or something like that because, you know, long term for God is billions of years. Long term for us is, long term is only 100 because that's, that's, 
we don't get much further than 100 years old. But long term, we might be thinking long term as five or ten, and that's just a nano, a nano bit um, in the whole scheme of things. Anyway, uh, my name is Richard Smith. You can find out more about me on the moneytrainers.co.uk website. I hope you found this helpful. Um, get in touch. Let me know what you think. Um, give me some feedback. Five stars wherever you're viewing this will be really important for me. It helps me a lot. And um, I look forward to speaking to you at some point in the future. Thanks very much.